Episode 280 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. I'm Managing Editor Kirk Semenoff, sitting in for Bill. Catholic Charities in Wichita has been one of the community's most successful not-for-profits for decades. And its executive director, Wendy Glick, has created even more success while at the helm these past six years. She recently announced her impending retirement, so it's a good time to have her on the podcast to talk about her career, Catholic Charities, and the Wichita not-for-profit world. But first, let me tell you about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. This week's cover story recognizes our 2022 Marketing Awards. We honor 30 of the top marketing and strategic communications professionals and learn what makes them tick as they help their companies and organizations shine. The Marketing Awards begin on page 15. We have six, count them, six lists in this week's paper, all of which take a look at the highest paid employees at area public institutions. We look at the City of Wichita, Sedgwick County, Wichita State University, the Wichita Public Schools, Board of Regents Institutions, and Suburban School Districts. The lists are on pages eight and nine. Part of our mission is to help small and medium-sized businesses grow. One, we, one way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly lead section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, and court judgments. Our lead section this week begins on page 40. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Wendy Glick has spent most of her professional career in not-for-profit work. She is a past outstanding fundraising executive by the Association of Fundraising Professionals, and she's a former Wichita Business Journal Women in Business Award winner. Now she's on the home stretch of a long career, announcing she'll retire next year as Executive Director at Catholic Charities. Wendy, thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks. Let, let's start with your background. You're a local girl. Tell me about your background, where you grew up, where you went to school. Sure. My family uh, moved to the Wichita area when I was four years old, um, and we lived in the south part of Wichita, and then I spent my high school years in Derby, so graduated high school from Derby High School. Um, went away to college in Missouri. I went to a women's institution, Stevens College, um, for four years and uh, studied broadcast journalism. That's what my degree is in, um, but ended up coming back to Wichita and working in the family business, which was, I tell people it was the entertainment business, but um, we own two roller skating rinks. So if you've been in Wichita for a long time, our skating rinks were Skate South and Skate East and uh, worked in that uh, profession from the time I graduated college until 1995. And then I took some time off um, to just kind of be a stay-at-home mom. My kids were um, in the middle school age, and um, although they didn't want me around, I felt like I needed to be around. Um, and then when they got ready to go off to college and high school, and I thought, I, I need to get back into the workplace. So um, really didn't have anything on a resume because I'd always worked for myself for all those years. And um, explored some opportunities to try to use my customer service experience and uh, business experience 
in uh, in a way where I could help people. I felt really drawn to to serving and to serving others. Uh, and learned about an opportunity at Catholic Charities. This was in 1998 um, to be a VISTA volunteer. And if you're not familiar with VISTA, it's an acronym and it stands for Volunteers in Service to America. And I know we have a lot of VISTA volunteers here in our community. Um, my role at Catholic Charities as a VISTA volunteer was to create a standardized volunteer program. Um, so at the time, Catholic Charities was utilizing volunteers, but um, I would say not in the best practices kind of way. Um, and so I came in and set up some policies and procedures and uh, processes, including background checks and different things like that in order to better utilize our volunteers and served as that VISTA for one year. And then um, they actually offered me a part time job. And so I stayed on for another three and a half years before then moving over to the Lord's Diner, um, which is not and never has been a, a program of Catholic Charities, but is a program of the Diocese of Wichita. So was there for 10 years and then came back to Catholic Charities. Uh, I want to go back a little bit to, to sure. your background of, you know, why, why broadcast journalism? What was the appeal mm -hmm. there? And then why the decision not to get into it out of college, and then talk about uh, leaving your family businesses and uh, what appealed to you about not-for-profit work? Yeah, so um, I very much enjoyed studying broadcast journalism, did a internship at KSN um, before I graduated and had a great experience there, but um, again, this was in the early 80s, and the starting salary for a beat reporter was about $12,000 a year. And my dad offered me twice that to come work in the family business. And um, so that's the avenue that I went. And then once I got involved in the family business, it's kind of hard to get out of. Um, hard to tell mom and dad, I don't want to do this anymore. So um, stuck around in that for about 15 years. Um, and again, um, I was at a point in my life when I did change careers where um, I just really didn't feel real good about who I was. Um, and um, I prayed a lot about it. Um, I, I am Catholic, although a convert. I didn't grow up Catholic. Um, but in my discernment process about what's my next purpose, um, I definitely heard a calling um, not come to Catholic Charities. That was not the calling that I heard. But the calling was, you know, you will feel good if you serve others. Um, that that was what um, what the discernment process was for me. And uh, because I was Catholic and I saw this position available in the Catholic advance, uh, it was a environment that I already had some familiarity with. And I just felt welcomed um, and was able to, again, take some of those customer service skills and um, the different things that I gained over the years um, in, in my roller skating efforts um, to make it as transferable skills in the not-for-profit world. I have to ask before we get too much farther, I was a terrible roller skater as a kid, yet I frequented Skate East and Skate South. So I'm sure you as yeah. a skater. Oh, I actually, um, I, I'm a national champion. So wow. uh, yeah, growing up, um, there was competitive roller skating, just like there is ice skating, the artistic side of it. 
Um, and so uh, I have several bronze medals at the national level. I was a national judge. I traveled the country judging other skating competitions. And then for about 10 years, I coached competitive roller skating and had national champions that came from our skating club at Skate East. So um, I will admit I haven't skated in a lot of years. So um, and and um, I always when I would teach those lessons and adults who weren't very good skaters who had never learned to skate as a child, um, I always recommended that they not because when you get to be an adult it, it hurts a lot more when you fall you got a lot further to go so um, though some of us have a lot of padding as well not not you <laughs> me uh wow i'm trying to imagine all those hours in skate east over the years it, it, is that a lonely uh a lonely hobby or is it uh, you look back with, with fond memories yeah, I look back very, very with lots of fond memories. Um, you know, Skate East was a very popular place. We hosted uh, a lot of birthday parties every Saturday and Sunday. And um, throughout my professional career here in the not-for-profit arena, there isn't a week that goes by that I don't run into somebody who, when they realize you're Wendy from Skate East, you know, we don't have some fond memories and, and conversations. Even people have come to work for us here at Catholic Charities that were formerly my skate shop boy or my snack bar girl or, or things like that. So um, I, I think the people skills that I learned in, in those years in the family business definitely helped me um, transition into not-for-profit. Um, those years that I was at the Lord's Diner and I would go out and, and speak, which again, I was able to take my broadcast journalism skills and, and utilize those in, in presentations about the work that we did. But I often told people um, hosting 400 teenagers on a Friday night at Skate East was very similar to feeding 400 hungry and homeless people at the Lord's Diner. So um, a lot of drama, a lot of personalities dealing with, and um, you just never know you know, in, in your careers, what little nuggets of experience you're going to gain that can then uh, really benefit you in, in something that you may do different, very different down the line. Uh, I bet you have a lot of stories from those years of, of oh, birthday yeah. parties and making sure the nacho cheese machine is working. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm great at making cotton candy and popcorn too, by the way. That's a skill. Yes. <laughs> Uh, you mentioned Lord's Diner. Uh, when you mm -hmm. got there and became the executive director, what did you enjoy about working there? Oh, I love the people. Um, you know, I loved um, the homeless and the hungry that we serve at the Lord's Diner still to this day. Um, you know, but for the grace of God, there go I. And um, so many of those that that I got to know and, and really loved um, you know, they they became like family and were family. We were family to them. They were family to us. And really the only difference I found between um, the staff and the volunteers and those that we were serving is, you know, we're blessed to have a support system. We have family members that can help us in crisis. And so many of those that we served at the Lord's Diner, especially in the early days, they, they were alone in our community and they just didn't have that support system. And so quickly the diner became more than just a hot meal. It, it, it became a family to people. And um, so I enjoyed that. And then the other piece of it that I enjoyed was being able to educate and expose people in our community who had never experienced 
homeless individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, we're so much of a east side of town, west side of town. I'm an east sider. Until I started working downtown again in, in the late 90s, I didn't know we had homeless people in our community. Um, the services are in downtown Wichita. And so this is where the homeless tend to congregate. And um, being able to invite volunteers to come down and and to serve, uh, but at the same time, take the opportunity to educate them. Nobody chooses to be homeless, um, but you become homeless because either you make bad decisions or maybe life just happens. And and again, you don't have that support system. So um, the mental illness component within the homeless. And and so just really being able to expose others and and educate others about that and hopefully inspiring more empathy uh, in them so that when they did go back to their nice neighborhoods on the east or west side of town, um, they realized there was somebody sleeping outside in the cold tonight. And, um, you know, I touched their life in a special way by offering them a hot meal. Exactly. And so after the Lord's Diner, uh, mm-hmm. you made the career decision to go back to Catholic Charities. What, yes. Talk about what went into that decision and as you became chief development officer. Yeah. So I love my work at the diner. I talked to, you know, the the what I really gained from it. But again, after 10 years, I continued to see the same faces night after night after night. And I began to ask myself, um, you know, what what more can we do? Um, some people and the Bible tells us the poor will always be with you. But but there are some who need that extra hand up in order to change their situation. And having started out at Catholic Charities uh, as as the volunteer coordinator, I knew about the great ministries that Catholic Charities did. I knew that they were doing those extra hand up kinds of ministries, um, whether it be St. Anthony Family Shelter serving homeless families or Harbor House serving domestic violence victims or working with our counseling program or immigration program. We were and continue to here at Catholic Charities take it that next step beyond just the feeding component. Um, and, and I just had that desire and felt like I had the gift that could help advance the work of Catholic Charities more. And of course, um, no money, no mission. And uh, I felt like if I could raise more money for Catholic Charities, then I could help them expand their mission. I'm sure you did fundraising at the Lord's Diner, but when you become a chief development officer for Catholic Charities, that's your main purpose. Yes. Uh, does, does fundraising come easy to you? Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say that I'm good at going up and asking somebody for a million dollars. Um, but I think I am. Yeah. Who is, there are some that are, that are comfortable doing that. Um, but I am, uh, I think I'm good at building relationships. Um, I, I really sincerely care about people. And I think that that authenticity of my personality comes through. And I think that gave me the ability both at the Lord's Diner and then as the chief development officer at Catholic Charities to build those relationships with with those donors. 
ultimately um, people donate to a cause because they want to make a difference, um, but they donate to people and they have to have that trust and that respect in the person that's telling them the story about the work of the organization or the ministries first before they can transition to make those dollars um, given to the organization. So it, again, I think my, my ability, which I learned in all those years at the family business of, of customer service and developing relationships with the birthday mom that was very difficult to deal with, um, helped transition and, and helped me um, become the fundraiser that I was. And I, I have to imagine that a, a fundraising organization like Catholic Charities has to have the right person in that role. Uh, maybe some fundraisers are not perfect in some roles. Is that the case? And, and it sounds like yeah. you're the right person for that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, different skills match with different kinds of not-for-profits. Um, fundraising for uh, higher education um, would just not be something that I was ever interested in or thought that I could be good at um, because really it's not my passion. Um, my passion has always been to, again, look at those who are marginalized or who, who are struggling and how, how can I make them feel important by just treating them with respect and dignity and then creating um, systems and programs that will meet their basic needs. And, and that's what I really cared about. Um, so I think you, you have to really care about the ministry or the organization that you're raising money for the cause in order to be a good fundraiser. When Mike Burris retired in 2016, you be, you stepped up and became the executive director and which is yes. what you've been doing ever since. Was that an easy transition for you and how did your role change? Yeah, I, it, it was more difficult than I anticipated. Um, my role leading up to Mike's retirement, he had already elevated me to being responsible for some of the operational um, activities here within the organization. I was supervising some of the program directors at the various ministries that we have. Um, so I was already very involved in things in addition to the fundraising piece of it. Um, but I suddenly went from being a colleague to being the boss. And I underestimated that those who were my colleagues um, would automatically be on board and share my vision and follow me in the leadership. And in fact, um, I, I can remember meeting with Mike several months after moving into the role and, and saying, you know, I thought these people had my back and they're stabbing me in the back. Um, and, and that was tough. That was tough. Um, but at the end of the day, um, I, I used my Kansas leadership training and, um, you know, raised the heat a bit. And at the end of the day, I was the responsible party and, and I had to be the boss and, and I had to demand that respect. So um, it, it was a tougher transition than I thought it would be. We asked you a few years ago in the Business Journal uh, about your leadership style, and you said it was 95% collaborative, 5% authoritarian. Yes. Has that suited you well? Yeah, it, it, it maybe it needs to be a little bit more authoritarian. Um, I, I probably should have pulled the executive director card more quickly um, a few times um, because I'm not sure by offering 
as much grace as I offered to some people. Um, it was the best thing for them or for me or for the organization. Um, but that's something you just learn over time and, um, um, you know, and, and different situations. So um, I, I am one that gives people a lot of benefit of the doubt and, uh, and tries to offer that grace. And um, I, I, I am who I am. I'm never going to change that. But but there were times when I wish I could have been stronger as far as holding people accountable. Mm -hmm. When you took over for Mike Burris, uh, was that an opportunity to to chart a different path for Catholic Charities or did you like the path it was on and didn't really try to rock the boat at all? No, I, I think um, with every executive director, regardless of the organization, they have their own vision. Uh, I know that my successor will have their vision and uh, hopefully they don't try to push it in on anybody too quickly and, and will respect the transition piece of it. Um, but I very much uh, had a vision um, after, after Mike exited the organization to have an effective culture change on the organization, not necessarily start any new ministries, close any ministries, um, but really try to have a sense of um, more collaboration. Um, with 13 different ministries, seven different locations, we serve 25 different counties within the Diocese of Wichita. We have a, an office in Pittsburgh, Kansas. Um, you wouldn't be surprised to learn that it's difficult to not fall into a silo mentality and, and have the various different programs only see things through their individual lens. And so I felt like it was really important for the future of the organization that we all come together and understand that you may be working with victims of domestic violence, or you may be working as a program director with people with disabilities, but we're all under this Catholic Charities umbrella. And what is that vision and, and what are we trying to achieve? And so to articulate that, and, and it wasn't complicated, it was just, we want to share God's love with everybody that we serve and with everybody that works with Catholic charities within the organization, our donors, our volunteers. Um, and so um, that that was my vision. And and I um, I have stuck with that in, in the last six years as I have served as the executive director. Over these six years, what are you going to look back and think, I'm most proud of this? I knew you were going to ask me that. And I, I have prayed about it. I've thought about it. You know, um, th there are so many. There are so many things, um, just examples of God's presence in the work that we do. And, you know, I, I could go on all day giving you different examples. Um, when I go out and speak about the work that Catholic Charities does, Without exception, every time somebody asks me, which one of the programs do you like the most? And, and your question is kind of similar. Which what stands out the most? You know, and it it's kind of like a mom trying to decide which one of her children she loves the most. Um, today, I love this program the most. And I'm most proud of, of an example of, of what we've done, um, you know, for folks with disabilities. But tomorrow it may be domestic violence. And the day after that, it may be our daily bread feeding the hungry. And, and so it's 
think just the overall um, experience of being able to work in a faith-based organization, being able to open meetings with prayer, um, being able, you know, we employ people of all faiths. Uh, 80% of those that work here at Catholic Charities are not Catholic. 80% of those that we serve at Catholic Charities are not Catholic. And so being able to respect whatever somebody's beliefs are, um, but yet create a welcoming environment where, where we're all here doing God's work. That was well answered. You did, you did a nice Thank job you. thinking about that. And now you see the retirement finish line. Um, mm -hmm. Talk about what went into the decision to retire next year. Yeah. Um, so selfishly, family. Um, my husband retired five years ago. Um, our main circle of friends are all retired and they want to go do this or they want to travel to here and I need to go to work. Um, and I have children across the country and grandchildren, and, and I just want that flexibility in order to, um, to be able to go do that. So first and foremost, I, I have to admit it was a selfish decision, and, and for those reasons. Um, realistically, or, or at least from a, um, a, a professional perspective, it's a good time for Catholic Charities we are in a very strong position. We are very strong financially. Uh, we have a great leadership team. Um, you know, we've accomplished a lot of really great things. Most recently opening um, a few years ago, our new adult day services uh, facility out, out on the north side of town. Um, it, it's just a, a good thing. And we're at a Point as an organization where we need to develop a new strategic plan. We need to be looking at what's that next big thing that we should be doing, or should we be doing another big thing? And honestly, I knew, I know myself, um, I'm not going to start something if I can't finish it. And I know I just don't have the energy at, at 64 years old now to, um, to take another big, huge initiative across the finish line. So I just felt like it was a good time. Again, a good time for me and a good time for the organization. That sounds like you found a good stopping point. Is, are, are you the type of person where this will be a true retirement or are you still going to be peeking your head in and, hey, can I help with this? Uh, I want to be respectful of whomever comes into the corner office after me um, and not um, not be in the way. I don't want to be in the way. Um, I will hang around and, and assist with the onboarding of that person, uh, and I will stay and be involved at whatever level they would like for me to be for several months. Um, but like when I left the Lord's Diner, I, I walked out and, um, and it was time. It was time for somebody else to lead. And, and I recognize that and I want to be respectful of it. Um, I will say, and, and I told a group of directors over at the Chancery today, um, I have a lot of life left in me. I'm not going to go on to another uh, professional career or a paid job, um, but I still feel very strongly that my purpose is to serve. And uh, I have committed to myself and my family that I'm not going to take any commitments um, for at least the first six months. I'm just going to give myself some time to, again, assist in, in that transition period here at Catholic Charities um, and, and discern what, what my next uh, 
purpose in serving is going to be. But I I feel confident that um, through prayer and discernment, the Lord's going to show me what that is. And um, I can't wait. I'm excited to find out what it is. I, I can understand that. I'm sure you're hearing the appreciation already from the people you've worked with and the people you've served over the years, but we thank you as well for all your hard work and make sure to enjoy retirement. I will. Thank you. Thanks so much, Wendy. Sure. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 280. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.